0: Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with
1: Scott and Cat. Powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey, now. Happy Monday.
0: What's happening? Did
1: you have a good weekend? I know it was your daughter's good. birthday.
0: Yeah, it was busy. Uh, Friday, it started Friday, which was her actual birthday. She turned three. Uh, went to... Three? Yeah, the fuck
1: out of here! Really? She's
0: three already. Isn't that insane? Holy shit! I know, and most of her life obviously—it's not even
1: my kid—and I find that I hard know, to believe. I know,
0: it's crazy, and most of her life obviously in a pandemic. She doesn't know how how like how many fun things there are to do. So I was like, you know what? Let's go to Funworks. So we went to Funworks, which is a place inside Bingham's and Kitchener. You know, it's got like the indoor playgrounds and all the, the arcade and everything else. Uh, With her cousins and she had a blast and then we had a birthday party for her on Saturday and uh, yeah, it was, I mean, the weekend was busy doing stuff like that and then Sunday just like cleaning and organizing and laundry and boring stuff like that.
1: Before we get to the Prime Minister and the gas prices and the war and all the other things, yesterday was so nice. 15 degrees. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, albeit windy. Kind of windy. I went for a lot windy to the point where, you know, and you take your dog for a lot of walks. I'm sure you were out with him um, on yesterday too, thinking this is great. But the wind kind of gets in the way. There was like a certain point where, and for some reason, You know, I've got like the garbage and recycling day on Friday. And then for some reason, people still leave their stuff out all weekend. So anyway, there's like a recycling bin like flying by us. I'm like, I'm kind of feeling like this is actually a dangerous thing to do is walk my children around the neighborhood, which is a terrible thing to have to admit. But Mm -hmm. in this moment, I don't want a recycling bin to come smack one of them and knock them out, basically, because they're tiny people. But yeah, it was really nice. You know what? It just gave you a little bit of hope. That temperature alone just gave you a little bit of of hope as to what's to come. Like a preview
1: of what's to come. yeah. So yesterday, and you're right, the wind was insane and the melting. It is remarkable. Mm -hmm. If you just checked outside every hour, you would notice a very noticeable difference every time you looked outside. My backyard was completely snow covered and now it's almost bare. It's It's crazy. back down to the grass and the concrete. But as I was walking the dog yesterday, a couple of things. The water pouring into the catch basins on the street sounded like Niagara Falls. It was roaring. And then I started thinking, huh, I know that over the years I've had reminders from the city sent to clear your catch basins and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, should I be doing something or should I just wait for there to be a pool on my street? And sure enough, the water started backing up and then it was (gasps) rerouting to other catch basins. And I thought, I could be part of the solution here, but frankly, it's too fucking windy for me to stand here with a shovel trying to bang snow out of the catch basin. So I'm sure somebody at the city dealt with it. We'll find out when I get home today.
0: (laughs) If your home's there today. It wasn't my house. It was in front
1: of a neighbor's house. (laughs) So it's fine. They'll take care of it. No,
0: it's concerning. It is concerning at a certain point though when uh, when it gets that crazy.
1: But the other thing was, I got hurt yesterday and it's bizarre how this happened because it never in a million years would have crossed my mind. But I was walking the dog and we'd gone for a good walk. Nice. A little over a kilometer, which is good for one of our midday walks. Coming back up my street, big gust of wind and then all of a sudden, pow, I felt it. I thought maybe um, a tree branch flew into my face or like a bird hit me or something <laughs> like that because I just felt this this like slap in the face, and then my eyes wouldn't even open. It was just burning. And I thought, what the fuck just happened? Then I realized I was wearing a hoodie, and you you know, on the end of a lace, all hoodies have the, the shoelace in there so you can tie it up, even though nobody ever does that. The lace, which has got a little metal tip on the end, flew up in a gust of wind, and Smack oh me right in the God. eye that right l- in the
0: eye little metal piece of death that yes. and you're right by the way. why do we have no there I would say if I had to venture a guess, five percent of hoodie owners with strings even tie it. Why do we have that?
1: So that it can get tangled up with other shit in the dryer. (laughs) That's the only reason they're there. (laughs) Who
0: can fling you in the face on a windy day? Is your eye okay? You didn't like slice anything or your retina's intact. Everything's good. Yeah. I mean,
1: for a while, it was like blurry vision out of that eye, but it it got better as the day went on. And when I went to sleep, that was good. I think my body just wanted my eyes closed for a little while. So I went to bed. I woke up this morning, took a shower and everything felt fine. But- That had never even occurred to me that in a good gust of wind, the stupid shoelace in your hoodie could take your eye out.
0: I don't mean to laugh, but I am thinking about what it would look like if you were just like watching you walking, walking your dog. And then all of a sudden you're just, "Ah, what was that? What's happening? The fucking Russians. They're here. (laughs) Shit. Sound the alarm. (laughs) You got like a poo bag in your hand just flailing around like, Help.
1: Well, even the dog turned around and looked at me like, well, you just suck it up and let's go. <laughs> that would
0: hurt, though. The, I don't,
1: I... the dog just wanted to walk, and he's looking at me, and I'm doubled over like, oh, fuck, my eye hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Swear if he could talk, he would have called me a, you know what? Uh, all right. We've got a, a lot of things to do in this episode, including uh, towards the end, we're going to talk about what's in your freezer. When's oh. the last time... You cleaned out your freezer. And I mean, truly cleaned it out. Take everything out and put back in the stuff you need. And if you're not going to use it or it's freezer burnt or expired, you chuck it. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you did that? Because you may be surprised to learn how much unhealthy shit is in your freezer right now. But that is on the way. Okay. As we record, the Prime Minister has just wrapped up an audience with the Queen. Lucky. Yeah, (laughs) apparently a typical audience with the Queen lasts 20 minutes. Trudeau was there for 45 minutes. Oh, of course. So a couple of things on this. Number one. What did they talk about for 45 minutes? Because I I know that the prime minister, he's had some controversy over the last little while. The prime minister has tried to steer things in a direction that he likes, and there's been a lot of blowback from other politicians, from world leaders, from other people, Uh, particularly when it comes to the mandates and the trucker protests and using the Emergencies Act. Yes or no, did any of that come up with the Queen? Do you think she asked him, so Justin, how's your few months been?
0: You know what? I bet not. Like, I have a feeling that this is a very um, friendly relationship. I bet you it was more like, tell me about how your grandkids are and fluffy stuff like that. Or maybe even, let's go over our COVID symptoms when we had it. How did you feel? Let me tell you how I felt. Well, and this is the thing.
1: I was looking through the responses because it was the palace that sent out the tweet, the picture of the prime minister and her majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. And instantly, people are making a big deal of it. Like, oh, I can't believe it. They just had COVID and they're not wearing masks. They're less than six feet apart.
0: Oh, really? Are people doing that?
1: Okay. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, and and I know that some of you are not ready yet. And I know you're not ready and you're scared. And that's okay. It's okay to be worried. But I just want to assure you, they both had COVID They both undergo regular testing. Nobody gets near the queen without regular testing. And I know that occasionally cases slip through, a la she just had it a week Mm -hmm. ago. But sometimes cases slip through. But for the most part, the procedures and protocols they have in place at the palace and the ones that protect our prime minister are good protocols. They're tested. They've both had it, which means they have a lot of natural immunity in them. Stop this shit every time you see somebody without a mask. And you know me. You know me. I'm not here to defend Justin Trudeau. But Trudeau didn't do anything wrong today when he went into Buckingham Palace without a mask Mm -hmm. on to have an audience with the queen. That doesn't happen very often. It certainly doesn't happen to everybody. But Justin didn't do anything wrong. Neither did the queen. It is perfectly fine in their unique circumstance where both of them have had it in the last month. They're now both recovered. They have great natural protection. Plus, they've had their boosters and their 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 vaxes. They're fine. Do not make a big deal out of this Mm because it does not matter.
0: Just as it would have been also fine if they decided to mask up like, you know, they're adults who can make their own decision. Like you said, it wasn't illegal. So to me, it comes down to this is your decision. Obviously, she was comfortable. Obviously, he was comfortable why do you need to bite your fucking nose into it? Like, I, don't, I I just don't yeah. understand that part. I
1: don't either. But one other thing I'd like to point out is Justin felt good, didn't it? Felt real nice. And you know mm-hmm. that you're in a situation where you can manage your own risk. And that's part of the reason, Justin, that there's so many people calling for you to drop some of your mandates because people can make their own choices and people do have their own unique circumstances. In your case, You've recovered. You can't get better protection than you have right now, Justin, and neither can the Queen. So if you drop the mandate and just let people make choices for themselves, that would be a lot better.
0: It's just a waiting game, right? Like, we know it's going to happen. It's We're not going to be stuck like this uh, on that federal level with these mandates forever. Like, we know that. And it's likely that they're going to be dropped by, let's say, end of April. Let's, let's use th- that far out. End of April. So- Is it what? What is? What are we waiting for?
1: Okay, at this point, I'll, I'll tell you why the the problem right now is that when the government put all these things in, it was a massive infringement on people's personal freedoms and on our rights. A lot of them were. I'm not saying the mask mandate in particular, but a lot of them were, and they were supposed to be time limited, only as long as they're necessary. We're at a point right now where provinces, entire provinces in Canada. There are entire countries that have completely dropped their mandates, and Canada's really dragging its feet. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to drag their feet, I hope that there's a compelling science reason why. And if there's not a compelling science reason why, then they need to tell us when. We've had this conversation before about Doug and the bullshit that he imposed on people for two years, and now it's Justin's turn. Justin, is it doing anything to require these people that are away right now or will be going away next week for spring break to have to go and find a a U.S. government-approved lab and get a rapid test. Mm -hmm. We don't even agree on the effectiveness of rapid tests, And, and that's fine. We don't have to. I think rapid tests are great in a lot of cases, but it's not keeping COVID out of Canada, and that's not even really our objective anymore. So in particular, the travel mandates... You gotta drop those, Justin. You really do. And and you saw it yourself today. You flew over to the UK today with a plane full of reporters. And and in a lot of cases, there's going to be times this week where they're out partying unmasked. When the media goes on a junket like that, where they're basically traveling on the taxpayer dime, the fucking Queen sorry, not Queen's Park, the Parliament Hill Press Corps is going to have the week of their lives over in Europe. They get to travel for free, and they're going to uh, enjoy themselves with their big corporate expense accounts. And you can too, Justin. It's absolutely okay. You're over there doing Canada's business. But if you're in a country that doesn't have those mandates then you should take that to heart and drop them here too because it really would make things a lot better. So while I don't think that Justin deserves any of the criticism that I am already see him getting for being less than six feet from the queen and not wearing a mask. By the way, the queen wasn't wearing a mask either, just so everybody Mm -hmm. knows. That's fine. They made an adult choice based on their circumstance, and that's all people are asking for from you, Justin, is to be able to make an adult choice. So if we can get moving on that, that'd be great. At least give us a timeline as to when. Uh, time limited is a good term that I think you've forgotten. So just let us know what the plan is. Another thing on the queen. She's 95.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She had COVID last week. She looks fucking great. I
0: know, I know. Like, she's incredible. She's incredible. What What is in that
1: DNA? I know. That royal DNA that has at 95 allowed her to catch COVID which she basically considered a minor inconvenience. She took a day and a half off, and she was right back to work. Now she's holding audiences with world leaders.
0: It's caviar, red wine, and money. It just makes you immune to everything. What a super it seems Oh, incredible.
1: I was worried about her, though. I was really worried at Christmas time, and I was worried when Prince Philip died. And, and then when she had COVID last week, I thought, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. This might be the end for the queen. And I don't want to think that, but... She's 95 with COVID, yeah. and she beat it, and she did it so well. Uh, what an inspirational lady. Really, really is. Uh, gas prices.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to laugh to stop from crying. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous?
1: Another 10 cent a liter drum. We had uh, a couple of common sense suggestions this morning on our FM radio show. We're on in Kitchener-Waterloo, 91.5, the beat every day, 5.30 till 9.30. And two things that I thought were very practical, not everybody is on Twitter, not everybody hears those updates that come out semi-frequently from Enpro and and Dan McTagg and the Gas Buddies and stuff like that. And sure, there are websites you can go to, but when you're looking at a pretty substantial jump, like we had, we've had two 10 centiliter jumps and an 8 centiliter jump in the last week.
0: Yeah, it's insane.
1: It's costing people money unnecessarily and and let's be very clear here about who's profiting from this. The oil companies, the government who makes a percentage in tax, and these individual gas stations. They did not have a tanker truck pull up there last night and sell them more expensive gas. They're just getting a bonus 10 cents a liter today on every liter they sell. 10 cents on every single liter profit because they didn't pay the 10 cents to get that gas into the ground to come out of their pumps. There's a lot of money being made here, and it's at the expense of Canadians who are struggling to make ends meet. I think that there should be, we have a national alert system that'll let you know everything from incoming floods to amber alerts and more. And I'm not saying it needs to be an emergency alert, but it'd be nice if we could get a little heads up on mass saying, hey, just so you know, there's going to be a 10 cent a liter gas increase tomorrow. There's a lot of people who don't pay attention necessarily on the weekends and you're not expected to. You're out of your regular routine. There should be some service that notifies you. This is what's going on. Price is going to jump 10 cents. Go fill up tonight or pay more tomorrow. But we should at least be given notice of this. None of this Uh, they tell you at 6 p.m. on a Sunday that at midnight, mm-hmm. prices are going up 10 cents a liter.
0: I'm surprised actually that's not an option when you think about the you know the gasbuddy.com and the NPro and I'm not sure who runs which one and all the other. There's a few options out there for those that don't know and, and they are very, very similar. Like you, usually you check one and it's within like a cent of each other. So you know it's pretty accurate. I'm surprised not one of them though ha- cre- has created that kind of a subscribe to text message alerts because it would potentially benefit them, right? Click this link for more info. So you would think that maybe they would be able to come up with a solution like
1: that. I mean, that would be wow. awesome. It's an idea.
0: There if it, you go, Dan.
1: <laughs> if it came from a, a, a government-based app or source, that'd be mm. fine too. I mean, somebody's got to do something to start looking out for consumers because right now between gas prices and inflation and everything else, nobody seems to be looking out for the consumers. So that's the first thing. The second thing we need to do, and I don't even think this would cost a lot of money. You'll recall About two years ago, we went down a strange road where we tried to affix stickers to gas pumps, and that was the most controversial thing in history. Remember when Doug ordered the gas stations to have a decal placed on all the pumps in Ontario that would tell you how much of that is tax? I still find the premise of that good. I'd like to know how much Mm -hmm. we're paying in tax, how much is excise, how much is GST, HST, sorry. I think that'd be good information to know. But there's another piece of information that I'd still like to know. Where's that oil from? Mm -hmm. How many Canadians' eyes have been opened up in the last two weeks about how much oil we fill up that is not Canadian? We are a nation swimming in oil, more or less. It's responsible. It's ethically sourced as far as oil goes. And... We have gas here in Canada or oil that can be converted to gas, but we aren't necessarily getting our own Canadian
0: gas. Yeah, which is ridiculous.
1: Would it be a huge expense? Definitely inconvenient. But would it be that big an expense to be able to have the gas stations tell us or notify us, hey, at this particular gas station, right now we've got Russian oil on tap. Yeah, kind of like when you go into a bar (laughs) and you can ask, well, what do you have on tap? Well, we've got here. uh, We got some Michelob over here and some Miller Lite here and some Canadian bud. Why can't we know what we're putting in our car? Even when you go to the grocery store. You will not buy a bag of grapes or a box of kiwis without it telling you explicitly where that's from.
0: And is that a legal thing? I mean, I don't know, because when it comes to fruits and vegetables, for example, maybe they just want to let you know and boast about it, right? Hey, these are avocados from Mexico. And you think, ah, those are the best kind for me. That's great. I'm not sure like why we don't have that here. Instead, we have investigative reporters finding this information out and outing these companies to the point where they have to issue a statement. Case in point, for those who don't know, The hashtag Boycott Shell has been trending and to the point where they did release a statement confirming, and I'll read some of it. It's a long statement. It's out there for you at Shell if you want to check it out on their social media. Yesterday, we made the difficult decision to purchase a cargo of Russian crude oil.
1: I'm sure it was a difficult decision, Shell.
0: Our refineries produce petrol and diesel as well as other products that people rely on every day. To be clear, without an uninterrupted supply of crude oil to refineries, the energy industry cannot assure continued provision of essential products to people across Europe over the weeks ahead. Um, Anyway, people across the globe are just boycotting Shell for this decision. They say we didn't take this decision lightly and we understand the strength of feeling around it. They start by saying, of course, they're appalled by the war in Ukraine and have made a clear intention to exit joint ventures uh, with uh, Russia. But they've had to, they say, purchase basically a a supply of it and it sucks that it took I mean I I agree with you is what I mean like it it sucks that it took you know investigative reporters finding out that they discreetly purchased this oil and then oh now we got to rush to our own defense yeah I mean let it be clear so that consumers know it's same with purchasing anything at Walmart you know there are people who will purposely boycott made in China because they want to buy Canadian products same thing should go for gas and we don't People mainly don't uh, think about that as often, I think.
1: They should, though. Yeah. I mean, we're in a situation right now where we are going to spend all in, all told, billions of dollars trying to help Ukraine rebuild after this Russian invasion. At the same time, we're buying Russian oil. We're essentially funding both sides of this. You can't put money into Russia's coffers by buying their oil and then claim we're sanctioning the shit out of them and we're going to cut them off in every way. It doesn't work like that. So if we're going to say we don't want Russian oil in Canada, then we should know where the oil we're buying is coming from. What's next? Well, you've got Joe Biden down there. He wants to do something about it because he's being chastised like crazy because America imports so much Russian oil. Mm -hmm. Well, what's your alternative, Joe? You could look up here to Canada We've got tons of it. We can easily share it with you. We just need to finish that Keystone XL pipeline. We just need to finish it, the one that you canceled. But he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to reinstate Keystone XL and take that Canadian oil. So what's the alternative? You're going to go buy more oil from Iran? You're going to buy oil from Venezuela? What other regimes do you want to support here? How much do you hate Canada? that you're willing to buy oil from Venezuela or Iran or anywhere else over your best buddy and trading partner? What the fuck is going on here? Mm -hmm. What There's got to be more to it.
0: That's what I feel because it's confusing. It's very confusing when you look at the facts that we know. And I do agree with you. There's something missing here because it doesn't make any sense.
1: It's a very simple thing. And hello, Doug. Thank you for listening. You could do this, and and I know you might not want to go back down the sticker on a pump route, (laughs) because last time it didn't go over very well. I get that. But it's a very small ask to require gas stations in Ontario at least, and hopefully beyond, to disclose where the product is from.
0: Just pop it next to the Crime Stoppers
1: Stoppers stickers. Exactly. Like any other product we buy in Canada, it's identified, made in China, grown in in Bali, grown here, grown there, grown in PEI. We like to know what's Canadian and Canadians will buy Canadian products. But you need to tell us where. And I'll tell you something. Maybe this is the uncomfortable conversation that the oil companies do not want Canadians having. But if I see a Petro Canada over there that's got Canadian oil and I see a Petro Canada over there that's got Russian oil, guess who's getting my money? And maybe that's the way that we can affect a positive change. Common sense is not very common these days, We granted. But I think that's a, a simple thing that we could do to instantly have an impact. And yeah. in case our leaders haven't noticed, Canadians want to do more. You can see it. There's people that are dying for sure. ways to help out the people in Ukraine and try and come up with a more sustainable future. Part of that is shipping oil through pipelines Until we can get off of oil. Even Elon Musk, who makes his money off of putting the oil industry out of business, (laughs) is saying we need to increase oil output.
0: I saw that. I hate to say it, but and he's and he's right. Yeah. Desperate times, right?
1: Frozen foods are great in a pinch. Are you there yet, by the way? Because you're a busy mom with a career and your husband's got a great career as well, and you got two little ones at home. Do you ever? sacrifice fresh food for something quick and easy that you can just pull out of the freezer like a TV dinner or anything
0: yeah I mean not not TV dinner wise but I try to find a good balance so what I actually do is buy a lot of frozen vegetables because I'm also a stickler for wasting food so but
1: where I'll- are the vegetables from though <laughs>
0: Only Better Russian, not be some of that Russian Rita vega. Only Russian peas. All we eat is Russian peas. Uh, yeah, I know that I like to try to find a balance. But yes, I, to answer your question, yes, absolutely. Every now and again, in a pinch, absolutely. I mean, they still like their, um, you know, like chicken nuggets, for example. Kids are also picky. I've got kids at that stage where they're just like, you know, there's only like five foods that they'll eat basically on a continuous basis, anyway. And I can try to, I'll try to get them to you know, widen the variety a little bit. But yeah, when it comes to the freezer, absolutely we use it for food waste, but I do try to find a balance though. Nothing nothing too gross. There's some things I just won't I won't do.
1: Well, this came up because there was a, a, a an educational push to try and get us to clean out our freezers because a lot of people don't realize that just cuz you put it in the freezer, doesn't mean it's still fine when you pull it out of the freezer. There seems to be this impression that, well, as long as you uh, you can make it and stick it in the freezer, it'll live forever until you're ready Mm. to eat it. It doesn't work like that. So you should look into anything that's in your freezer. If it's been there for a while, if it's looking freezer burnt, you got to get rid of it. Don't even try and eat it because it's probably not good for you. But a spinoff of this exact same research paper talked about the unhealthy things that we all do have in our freezers. I'm actually curious about you because you eat really clean and I'm wondering if you have any of these things. So a nutritionist ranked the unhealthiest thing sitting in most people's freezers right now. The number one least healthy thing in there is those TV dinners. Mm. They say they're light on vegetables and loaded with salt.
0: Yes, they are.
1: Look for low-sodium versions with lots of vegetables at the absolute least. But if you can, you should try and eat fresh. If you have to go with the TV dinner, you have to go low-sodium. But people don't. They don't. They're going to grab whatever's on sale. Oh, look at that tin there with the Salisbury steak in it and the the, the weird potatoes.
0: (laughs) Never, never been in a bit of a scoop full of peas. It, it, <laughs> it, there are, I mean, yes. So on their note about you know go for an alternative, there are some healthier ones. I couldn't, but the thing is, even when you take a look at the nutritional value of the healthier ones, right? Like let's use the steamers as an example. You know, like the the steamers as uh, vegetables, and it basically just steams itself in the microwave.
1: They make it seem like it's the cure for for cancer. Like, yeah. look at how healthy these steamers are.
0: But if you take a look at the ingredient list and the nutrient nutritional value not all of them. Maybe there are some that I'm not aware of that are actually really good, like legitimate. But no, I mean, if you're shoving something in a microwave and heating it up, it's not going to be the best thing for you.
1: Frozen pizzas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Most of them are loaded with salt and saturated fat. In general, they say thin crust is better than thick. Mm -hmm. And you should opt for a veggie pizza instead of things like pepperoni, sausage, (laughs) Canadian.
0: Meat lovers, basically.
1: Basically. Yeah. Hot pockets and pizza rolls were included in the frozen pizzas. There's nobody out there right now that seriously thinks that if they heat up a couple of pizza pockets, they've had a good, healthy meal. I don't there can't possibly so. be, is
0: there? I don't think so. I think that that's a go-to. I remember those as like a go-to after-school snack when you're like a teenager and you're just always hungry. Like that's what we used to do is pop one of those in so that we were good into up until dinner, right? It's like a pizza pocket or a... What's the other one? There's pizza pops and pizza pockets? Is I believe right? so, yeah. One, one's round and one's not. Anyway, yeah, like that's like a go-to snack in between. But I don't think anybody looks at that and goes... This is good for you.
1: Frozen pot pies. Oh. They, say, <laughs> they say they're good for a reason. They're one of the highest calorie and highest fat options in the freezer aisle.
0: I'd imagine high sodium in those puppies, too. The, the, Super it, high.
1: There's no way that it stays in a freezer that long and doesn't have a shit ton of sodium in it. Corn dogs. I think generally people understand that a hot dog isn't necessarily a healthy option. Well, talk about breading it and deep frying it. Pogos? They say, <laughs> they say corn dogs are generally not a healthy option. Neither are frozen French fries. They're not much better for you than the ones you would get at McDonald's.
0: Oh, is there like a, what about those who use their um, air fryer and, and do the f- fresh potato thing with the air fryer? Okay. I guess that would be a better alternative, but still not healthy.
1: Fries are a pain in the ass. They're inconvenient yeah. as shit from whether you peel them or don't, you've still got to chop them. And there's a whole process you've got to go through. People who know how to make good homemade fries know how to make good yeah. homemade fries. And unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with the salt and the oil and the type of potato you sure buy. Sure does. However, there are better ways to do it. Better is to take a real potato like one of those things in a bag at the grocery store. Chop that up and put it in an air fryer. That's probably your best bet. If you're buying the frozen ones, which are convenient, they really are, they're really not that great for you. Again, they say it's just a little better than fries from McDonald's. Sweet and sour chicken. They specifically name sweet and sour chicken because there's a ton of sugar yes. in that sweet part of yes. the sauce.
0: Yeah, th- that sauce is no joke. It, it basically is all sugar. You're right. And then considering it's, that's the one that's deep fried and then coated with the sweet sugar. So yeah. it's like you get, you're getting the worst of all the worlds.
1: Last on the list, frozen toaster pastries. Mm. Meaning things like your your Pillsbury toaster strudel. <laughs> <laughs> they said that's basically straight sugar. Same goes for most of the frozen baked goods like cinnamon rolls and Eggo waffles are not this. I know it's going to be hard to hear for some. They're not good for you.
0: (laughs) I think, but that's the thing is as you read these lists, I wonder how many people, and I know that there are people that truly don't know this, that think that look on a box and say, oh, they reduce, look, new reduced sugar or something. And you don't realize that's still 10 times the amount of sugar anybody should be eating in a single day in one little I don't know. Just as an example, sorry, but toaster strudel. You know, it's it's insane. It's education is so important when it comes to this. That's one thing I don't think we learn enough about. Kids even learn about enough in school. You wonder how many. There's a lot of parents out there that feed their kids a lot of this garbage. Sure. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not here to say everybody should be feeding their kids this, this, and that. I understand in a in a pinch, absolutely. Or. They're unable to, you know, one meal. It's not as balanced as I like it to be. Yeah, that shit happens. And there's also things like treating kids. Treat, you know what? You're busy. You want to throw in a delicious pizza? Absolutely. But I think it's important for kids to learn about these kinds of things too, because if they can learn to read these labels, they might even be able to educate their their parents. That's what I wonder. At a certain point, just from a parent standpoint, I wonder about that. Like, hey, mom, like. We're not supposed to eat this much in a day. Like, why are we? We shouldn't be eating this in one sitting. Education is key on those kinds of things. But it is really easy, right? And we're all busy people. And all of those foods you mentioned are easy things.
1: Let's talk about cereal for a second while we're talking about No,
0: oh, here's another one. <laughs> I know, but Okay, we'll why is the this, best though.
1: stuff the worst?
0: Well I know, but we'll have fun with this one because everybody has a everybody has a favorite cereal. And maybe you don't do cereal as an adult, but even as a kid when you look back on those memories of like eating cereal, you got excited when you saw your favorite one, right?
1: Before we get into this, let's let's declare where we stand on this so that everybody understands what vantage point we're coming at this from. Your favorite cereal and why?
0: Okay, so my favorite cereal has, I think, I think always been, not even my go-to, just the best treat cereal, and that would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Really? If you had to, if you told me you were going to eliminate all the trick of the treat variety, because that's definitely falls into that category. If you were going to eliminate all of them, but I got to keep one, that would be the one.
1: You remember how fat I used to be. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: You were never fat. Stop it. I just want to be
1: (laughs) with cinnamon toast crunch. I have a love hate relationship with it because I agree with you. It tastes great. Good. And cinnamon is a decent replacement for sugar. That gives it a lot of the sweetness with a little less sugar. So that's good too. Here's my problem with cinnamon toast crunch. You got to let it sit in the milk for a very, very, very long time because occasionally you'll get a little bit of the cinnamon toast crunch, the little squares there. Where the edges are very, very crunchy. They're very crispy. But in the middle, it's not the same consistency. So if you don't let it sit in the milk, you're probably going to stab the roof of your mouth.
0: (laughs) A couple of those cereals, yeah.
1: Or your gums because of how prickly and pointy the corners are on the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The only way to get rid of that is to leave it in the milk. But because the corners are very crunchy and the middle doesn't have the exact same texture, it gets soggy in the middle and just okay on the outside. You have to eat. You got to thread the needle on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You got to eat that at exactly the right moment of... Submersion in milk, otherwise, the whole thing is all fucked up. Wow,
0: I did not think about it like that. I just, cinnamon toast crunch is just good. Yeah, crunch is in the name. It's supposed to be crunchy. You're supposed to have a little hurt at the top of your mouth. Is it not (laughs) supposed to hurt? (laughs)
1: I mean, there's a lot of things that are good that hurt, but not not cereal.
0: I don't even know if it's those Joe's jaggedy edges that you speak of, because if you think about it like corn pops and stuff like that, that can also damage the roof of your mouth. I think it's just that texture in general if it's not soaked just ever so correctly. Cat,
1: I'm telling you, you have gotta have like a an advanced degree in in
0: <laughs> you have to be a physics. Fu- you have to be a fucking scientist to eat <laughs> You sit up and toast.
1: Okay. Hang on. I just added the milk. We need to wait two minutes and eight seconds and then we have exactly 45 seconds to eat the rest of the cereal or the whole thing is screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 150,000 people took this web poll on cereal. By the way, there's almost no industry that does as much research for whatever reason as the cereal industry. This is a moneymaker. Huge moneymaker. Money maker. The cost yeah. on this is nothing and yeah. they sell it for six bucks a box. But here we are. So they asked people first, do you have a cereal... That you snack on, not a cereal that you eat for breakfast or as a meal, one that you can just reach your hand into the box and have a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Cereal without milk. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was voted the best dry cereal, the best one to eat without milk, ahead of Honey Nut Cheerios and Cookie Crisp.
0: Doesn't that just kind of fuck up your theory that that you have to put a certain amount of milk over it to soften it? Like people Ah. eat it dry. Yes, then it can't be that bad. People
1: with mouths of steel. <laughs> no. The, okay, but if you're eating it in that context, just dry, you're fully expecting crunch in every bite. It's like eating a bag of crispers. They're all crunchy. But if you were used to eating crispers occasionally with milk where they got a little soggy, but there were still crunchy pieces, that's where the problem comes in. It's
0: too complex. I've put i put mean, a lot you of you effort really into You really have. I've it's thought about this a lot. It's very complex.
1: The day I finally said, well, that's it. I'm bleeding, so no more <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
0: And here's why. Let me write my essay <laughs> on why.
1: Uh, honey Nut Cheerios. I'm not surprised. You find Cheerios like in snack mix and stuff easy. like that.
0: Yeah, and it's another one of those easy ones that usually is a people pleaser, and everybody kind of likes it.
1: Cookie Crisp? I'm not surprised. Spoiler alert. Cookie Crisp is cookies. You're eating cookies and milk when you have it for cereal. So if you just yeah. want to eat a cookie and
0: you don't have any cookies, grab the cookie crisp cereal. It's the exact same thing. Do we have cookie crisp here in Canada? I don't believe we do. Or do we at certain stores or something?
1: I haven't gone down a cereal aisle in as long as I can remember. In fact, it still shocks me when people say things like, yeah, but you can't get Fruity Pebbles here. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I was just at the grocery store 30 years ago and they had Fruity Pebbles. What's going on?
0: so funny i i also avoid it but i have i have kids but i'm one of those parents that gets like the healthy version of it Ah. hey they Why still like it Le- leap and lemurs is what it's <laughs> like everyone has like a healthier version uh-huh. but it's like eight dollars a box oh, so i don't fuck. <laughs> it's ridiculous You're the small worst. a small box like i'm not talking a big box a tiny box it's like love grown you know sea stars and all this other shit i think that's the company actually love grown or something like that But they do have versions of all of that that are less sugar. And I still want them to feel like they're having a treat.
1: Okay, but off topic, don't you ever worry that they're going to go to a friend's house for like a sleepover and discover the real version and think, she's been conning us for years.
0: I mean, am I worried about it? No, I I know it's inevitable that they're going to stumble upon some Cap'n Crunch and go, the fuck, mom? (laughs) How come you never got me this stuff? (laughs) Who's this pirate?
1: And why have you not told me about him?
0: I'm enjoying it while I can that they don't know who that guy is so everybody shut up
1: (laughs) the best kind of milk to use 2% Got the most votes.
0: Okay, so that's, I mean, 2% is a, is a balanced milk, right? I mean, you're not talking like whole milk. It's not the skimmed milk, which I grew up on, by the way, skimmed milk. I remember the first time I had like a 1% and I thought, I could taste the fat. This is crazy. This is crazy. What is this stuff? It's delicious. I didn't even know there was fat in milk because we just had skim milk growing up. <laughs> I was like, no joke. The first I time I had it, can I taste like, the fat. I can't. <laughs> you can't though. You can. Have you ever had a glass of skim milk? Have you ever had skim milk? I do drink skim. Okay, yeah. so you know, you know. Although the difference, sometimes then.
1: almond lately.
0: But you know the difference then. If you have skim and then you have like two percent, it's like it's ex- it's quite extreme. The difference. You're like this is thick. What is happening? <laughs>
1: thick. The difference between. <laughs> The difference between uh, skim and 2% would be like if someone who drinks 2% started drinking whole milk, you'd be like, what
0: the fuck is going (laughs) on? Do I have to chew this or how does this work?
1: (laughs) But there are people who are so into cereal though, that they'll buy skim to drink and put in their coffee, but 2% just for their cereal. Yes, they have the cereal milk. There are still though, even though 2% was number one, a lot of people that use... Whole milk, it was the second most popular for cereal. Wow. Soy or almond milk came in third. Only one in nine thinks skim milk is the best for cereal. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you typically drink 2% or whole milk or something like that, you probably think skim is just the same as putting water on your cereal. By the way, there's a lot of people who eat cereal with water instead of milk.
0: I don't, I don't, I I understand like when you have an intolerance or an allergy you have to find alternatives. We all know this. And I understand some of those alternatives are no good. Like for me, the nut milks, I, I have it. In fact, in my fridge right now, I've got like one of the like unsweetened vanilla almond milks. It's okay, but it's not the same. No. It doesn't taste. I don't like the nutty taste to it. So I there's not a lot of alternatives. Some people like the oat milk. I think it tastes like garbage. Like I can't do that. So I suppose if you have no other options, you go with water.
1: Yeah. So this is part of the problem with my girlfriend and I living together. I mean, at first, this seemed like a great idea. But now that we're actually doing it, there's a lot of problems that we have to encounter. Number one, in that she drinks almond milk and okay. I, I would drink skim. And I don't even drink milk. I only use it for my coffee and I'm and when I'm cooking. I was making mashed potatoes last week and grabbed the wrong milk. <gasps> oh. Just in case you're wondering... <laughs> Would mashed potatoes be good with almond milk instead of skim?
0: No. No. It's terrible, right? I'll eat
1: a lot of things. (laughs) I threw that out. I just threw it out, like right in the compost. (laughs) It was fucking awful. Well, why don't they label this shit a little better? Why doesn't she put a, like a bow on it or... There should be like a, the shit emoji that you can stick on top of a milk cart and it just slides over so you're fully versed in this will not taste good on whatever it is you're making
0: you want a sticker just like you do for the gas pumps about where it comes from you want (laughs) you want to slap a sticker on that
1: and where were the almonds grown (laughs) (laughs) okay a couple more here uh best fruity cereal Mm. I would have thought the best fruity cereal would have gone to, like, um, a, a Special K, which has the dehydrated fruit in it, and you add the milk, and it kind of no. turns back into something resembling no. a raspberry. This is
0: going to be fruit, air quotes, fruity cereal. Yeah. Things that taste, like,
1: kind of like Not a fruit. Not even
0: like a fruit, though. Like, no. Dude, There's no fruit that tastes like that.
1: Well, You can eat a banana, and then you can eat something that's banana flavored, and it's not the same. Same Same with strawberries.
0: Yes, strawberries don't have that. I mean, on on a perfect summer, you know, ripeness uh, on a strawberry, it's like okay, there's that strawberry flavor. I get it, but nine times out of ten, the strawberries never taste like that.
1: No. So best fruity cereal, even though there are actual cereals with actual fruit, the winner was Fruit Loops.
0: Can, Can I just say, all those fruity cereals don't they taste the same? All of them. Like it's the all. The, fruity, I'm convinced it's the same shit. Fruity Pebbles. What's the other? There's a bunch of other. There's a bunch of them. Like, but all the fruit ones look and taste the same, don't they?
1: I think so. Uh, fruity Pebbles was the second yeah. most popular fruity because cereal. it's the
0: same shit.
1: What's the best chocolatey cereal? Oh. This is where people will like fight each other in the streets yeah. to defend the honor no, of I their favorite cereal. step back when it comes to
0: the chocolate cereal because I'm not going to get into that fight.
1: You go down a slippery slope when you introduce chocolate to your morning routine, by the way. Sure. It's hard to break out of that when you start eating chocolate in the morning. Cocoa Puffs was the best chocolatey cereal, followed by Cocoa Pebbles at number two. But again, you got to be careful with that. No Count Chocula? No Count (laughs) Chocula. Right. Nothing with marshmallows made the list, which is weird because half the cereals out there seem to have marshmallows in them. It
0: does. It does.
1: Even though if you were eating a breakfast at, at a, I don't know, maybe at the Sunset Grill, if they came over and brought you a side of marshmallows, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but if it's not in your cereal, red flag.
0: Anyone who's fed those to their kids, too, knows exactly what happens. What do they do? They eat all the marshmallows out. I'm done. Yeah. You only eat the fucking marshmallows. Eat the whole damn thing, at least.
1: Fun fact. Nobody knows what Lucky Charms actually taste like because they only eat the marshmallows. self
0: It's basically alphabets, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's usually an incidental thing. Like you try and scoop out the marshmallows, but one little piece of cereal sneaks (laughs) into your spoon and you think, fuck.
0: (laughs) I've already chewed it. It's too late. Not going to spit it out. I guess I'll swallow it.
1: You got a tissue?
0: (laughs) Under the chocolate category, is the peanut butter chocolate... In there?
1: The Reese Puffs? Yeah. It did not make the list. Wow,
0: I'm surprised. People are, like, that's crack
1: to some people. Oh, yeah. They yeah. love it. Well, it basically is. So There could it be is. crack in it. We uh, wouldn't fucking might know. Might be. And you know what? If that is your cereal and you actually realized, I think they put a little crack in here, you wouldn't tell anybody about that because mm-hmm. you don't want to cut off your supply of no. crack. why would you? What type of cereal leaves behind the best tasting milk? Uh... There are three. That got by far and away more votes than any others. Cocoa Puffs was number one. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch number two. Uh,
0: Cinnamon goodness.
1: And Frosted Flakes at number three.
0: Frosted Flakes. So that's just basically sugar milk.
1: Basically, right? it's sugar. Milk. Oh, it's just
0: sugar coated cereal. So it'd be sugar, sugar milk.
1: How did Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops not make the best tasting milk category? I don't understand that. One of the mm. best things in the world, they could sell it as an actual drink in stores, would be Fruit Loops milk. It's true. If they just filtered it through some Fruit Loops and put it in a <laughs> bottle, someone would pay good money for it at
0: a gas station. Is that like the strawberry milk?
1: No, the strawberry milk <laughs> is shit. It's just awful.
0: Every time we talk about that, I remember the time your brother stayed at your house and left behind a carton, an empty carton of strawberry milk as an adult. That's what an my asshole, favorite. That's my favorite.
1: Eh? Uh, okay, there was one last question to this, and then we got to wrap it up before we go too long here. Do you, oh, I almost get angry with just thinking about this question because it's infuriating. Do you put the cereal in the bowl first or do you put the milk in the bowl first? Because there's some people out there who will put some cereal in a bowl. Mm-hmm. They'll cover it up with milk. And, and they have different ratios, right? Some people like uh, like twice as much cereal to milk. Some people like it even. They want to see every piece of cereal submerged, <laughs> but no higher.
0: They've maybe a couple boppers, you know, like maybe just a couple boppers at the top. Yeah, and-
1: like if there's a floater or something in there, they think, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But for the most part, everything's covered.
0: Everything's there. Everything's
1: going to start absorbing milk. It's going to be great. But then there's some people out there Who will pour a bowl of milk and then empty the box of cereal into the bowl of milk.
0: You freaking psychopaths.
1: Like where did they go so far wrong in life? Did did they grow up uh, in a forest or something like that? Did nobody sit them down and explain to them the practicality of doing it that way? Is there a reason for it in the taste or texture of the cereal that you would want the cereal to go in after the milk? Is there some sort of a religious rite or ceremony that goes on before this? I don't Mm. understand why you would do that. There's
0: so much more room for error when you do it that way. Because you think about the shape of a bowl and then you pour milk in. If you just hit it the wrong way, it could just fling up and splash out. Yeah, You make a fucking mess all over the kitchen counter. It could just whip you in the eye like Scott's hoodie string. <laughs> Anything could happen, and there's a lot. There's a lot more that could go wrong. I took a ah! check.
1: I took a check's in the eye.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Anything could go wrong that way. I don't understand it when people do it that way. Unless you're like, uh, unless you're like, ah, oh, damn, the cereal's way over there. I have the milk. Okay, I'll just pour the milk and put it away in the fridge. Even then, no. Even then, you're doing it wrong. Just, just, just wait and put the cereal in first.
1: Let let me if. If you're on this path, by the way, because 6% actually do that, they pour the milk in and Mm. then the cereal. Mm -mm. If you're going down that dangerous path right now, let me try and steer you in the right direction. Here's how you do it. And this is a compromise for everybody. When you make your cereal, you pour the cereal in the bowl, then the milk goes on top, granted. But we all know that there's always milk left over after you're done your cereal, and you have a choice. You can sit there and drink the milk out of the bowl like some sort of an animal would, or I'm kidding. And they, Everybody and they, and they does they do. it. Everybody does it. <laughs> if you use no hands, you're an animal. If you hold the bowl and drink out of it like a mug, that's a little more acceptable. So the only way it's okay to pour the cereal on top of the milk is if you're going for a second bowl. That's when it's okay.
0: Oh yeah, I mean yeah. When you when you have a refill. I'm just thinking about that now. I suppose that that reload you're, re- on you're cereal. refilling basically when you're doing a refill. Maybe do a little milk top up after the fact. No, I don't think
1: I have diabetes yet. Pour more in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you? Do uh, you give it a poke with your spoon? Like I know there's people like you need to make sure that they just give it a little swish before they take a take a bite of it. Oh yeah, like, people have got all kinds of rituals. You know, or they poke at it like that's gonna. I don't even know if that helps. Poke 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 a few times. Yeah, the milk's around. All the cereal pieces have a little bit of milk on them now. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Oh yeah. It's got a – oh, yeah. It's like a religious rite in a lot of cases. Uh, I never did say what mine is. I've had the same cereal Uh since I was – A toddler.
0: Then you still eat today that you liked the best as a kid. So Wow, that's probably rare.
1: I used to eat it when I was a kid growing up, and my mom tried to expand my horizons a little bit and be like, oh, hey, why don't you try this? It's called Cheerios, and there's a cute little bee on the box. And I'm thinking, get out of here. I like
0: what I like, Mom. Leave me alone. Like,
1: I am who I am. Stop trying to change me. (laughs) You're supposed to love me unconditionally. What is it? What do you love? Life. Ah. regular run-of-the-mill old-fashioned life cereal
0: actually my kids like that one and that's one of the few in like the regular cereal aisle no problem i've tried regular flakes what are the corn flakes no
1: no you probably bought like there's frosted flakes yeah or then there's corn flakes but
0: corn flakes no that's a hard no Mm -hmm. but life i feel is a good mix right because it's not too sweet it's got just a little bit of sweetness to it it's got some, you know, you can buy the whole grain version or whatever, but fine, whatever. It's got some good, some good nutritional value to it. It's okay. It's pretty good. You know, maybe the checks I try and stuff like that too. It's a little crunchier than the life. You like a soggy cereal though, don't you? Is that mean you like it soggy? Because that's the thing with life I don't like. It gets too soggy too quick. Well, you got to eat it faster. Well, see, that's a problem. You're not supposed to do that Pour either. Or a smaller bowl. <laughs>
1: I've got an answer for all of them.
0: So that's why you talked about the refills, because you end up having to pour like ten pieces into a little bit of milk at a time, just to get the perfect consistency to the milk life ratio.
1: I need ten pieces of life and three minutes, and breakfast is served.
0: You go over to Scott's house; he's got all these mini like ramekins. It's like, oh, what do you use that for? Dips and things? No, my cereal. You <laughs> need out of a fucking ramekin. Like a
1: lunatic. So life is my go-to. Right, How, however, uh, whereas I used to use it to start my day, life is good at night. Oh. Life is one of those good. You know what? If you want a snack, you need something. Maybe you're high as a giraffe's ass, and you just want something to eat before bed. I'm talking from experience. Having a bowl of life cereal would be 10 times better for yeah. you than eating a bowl of ice cream for Growing example. Growing
0: up in my house, cereal was a big thing before bed if you were hungry. If you yeah. were hungry, it was like because it's easy on your tummy, too, right? You're like you want to eat something that's not going to like fill you up, make you feel super gross. You don't want to do something that might, you know, throw you off the next morning. Cereals like one of those nice, even like one bowl of cereal, my tummy's full. It's not going to, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's not going to end badly for me. It's nothing weird. Eat a bowl of cereal.
1: Okay, but be careful which cereal, though. You don't want to go in and get like your parents' cereal or something, and eat like a bowl of all brand, oh. and then you shit the bed <laughs> or something like that. I ate a
0: bowl of of <laughs> just right. I shit myself all night. I didn't know what probiotic means. What was the worst fucking cereal. The worst cereal. What's the bun was just a. It's. A, I don't even want to call it cereal. Like it doesn't even deserve to be called a cereal. The big, <laughs> fucking hunk. Of wheat, like it's just (laughs) a fucking chunk of wheat.
1: I used to call them the bales of hay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen someone eat this? It's hilarious.
1: Right before they die, and then
0: just like. You're on your way out. You're grabbing a fucking hunk of that shit, put a bowl and you're hacking away with a fucking knife just to break it apart. You gotta
1: put it in like a cheese bag or something like that.
0: Like, I feel like I gotta put it in a trough for someone and You crunch on that here. Go outside and eat that. You can't eat that in here. It's for animals. Get the fuck out of here with that.
1: Once you have that cereal, you can tell people I too was grass fed. <laughs> Just like the cows in the A and W commercial.
0: In the background of that guy's commercial. It does taste better. I'm still chewing it. Terrible. Why do people do that to themselves?
1: Have a great day, everybody. We will catch you right back. (laughs)
0: Like I'd rather die with diabetes than have to eat that at the end of my life. Fuck that. I'm not doing it.
1: And she's saying that confidently on one leg. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Well, guys, this is very exciting. The new movie, The Batman, has arrived in theaters. So I I guess we're cool with bats again. (laughs) Serena Williams criticized the New York Times after it mistakenly printed a picture of her sister, Venus Williams, and labeled it as Serena. Worse, the Times then sent an apology letter to Wendy Williams. (laughs) NBC just announced a new reality show called Million Dollar Island, where they dump 100 contestants on an island for 50 days. Yeah, they even have a cool name for the show, Survivor. (laughs) Duncan has announced a new beverage called the Shamrock Macchiato, which combines espresso, vanilla, and Irish cream. It's the festive, sugary drink that will have you saying Top-O the Morning and losing the bottom-O your leg. (laughs)